0: Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. Hey, very happy Saturday morning team. It is Drive Time Radio. With your congenial host, New York Vinny, where we try to bring you information and news and stuff. That is going on in the world of cars and life and so on and so forth. An exciting final August show we have planned for you today before we roll into September this week. Next week it will be our annual Labor Day show. And it's really a not just a Labor Day show, it's a Labor Day pageant. It is a show dedicated to America's hardest worker, the pickup truck. So don't miss that Uh, next Saturday morning at 8 o'clock. We will, uh, wow, we just got some good stuff planned for you. And if it all works the way it's supposed to, we'll have some interesting guests. So much so that I'm kind of hoping that maybe we can talk to management into giving us four or five hours next Saturday morning to fit everything in. But I don't think that's going to happen, though. So we'll squeeze as much as we can into uh, the one hour. But mark your calendars for that next week, our annual Tribute to America's workhorse, the pickup truck uh, for Labor Day. I'm very excited about the upcoming week. Uh, I usually don't give the cars away in advance that I'm getting too far in advance. I mean, we do Yo, Vinny, what are you driving this week? And Nathan has done a great job with that. It's won Peabody Awards and all different kinds of, uh, of accolades from the industry, but We don't go too far in advance because things change, people damage cars, so on and so forth. There's so much that happens. You build up your expectations, but I am going to leak a little bit on this one uh, because uh, the way the schedule has worked out, it seems that I will be getting a huge birthday present from the Ford Motor Company, as our good friends at Ford, who... um, are you know producing just a stable of really hip hop and happening vehicles right now? Hip hop and happening. Well, I guess they're hip hop too. I mean, you know, if if you're into hip hop music, I'm sure that there's a Ford for you. If you're in for hip and hot, there's a Ford for you. But uh, we are going to uh, we I say we uh, the drive time here, uh, all of us will uh, be enjoying the. Bronco Raptor uh, after uh, our present vehicle which we will reveal to you in just a matter of moments on yo Vinnie is um, is scheduled to be delivered uh, this coming Thursday just in time for Liberty weekend just in time for uh, birthday fun just in time for me to go find a mountain somewhere and uh, hopefully not drive it off the side of said mountain so i'm very excited about that i've been wanting to drive uh the bronco raptor ever since i laid my eyes on it i have driven the jeep 392 the um the monster that uh is the little uh jeep power plant that it, it comes from stellantis from chrysler And that is an incredible vehicle, and from all accounts and all the studying and reading up I've done on the uh, Bronco Raptor, it seems like this is actually, actually a more comfortable road riding vehicle. It's a Ford, and I can tell you that from the regular stock old Badlands edition Bronco that I drove uh, a few months ago, that I said at the time that Jeep, look out, because uh, Ford has really built something here. So I'm, I'm extremely excited to get my hands on this vehicle, to play with it, and to um, have some fun, and then report to you on it. And we'll, what we'll do is... Um, uh, on that week, we will feed reports uh, into our Yo, Vinny, What Are You Driving This Week Facebook page. So if you aren't subscribed to that yet, uh, and if you're not subscribed to our YouTube YouTube channel at Drive Time with New York Vinny, please go there and do that because we'll be popping out a lot of updates uh, the week that we had. Not that the other cars don't deserve updates, please don't call me from a million different car companies saying, well, what about our car? All cars deserve updates. But when you're driving something that's so extraordinary, uh, so out of the normal of what you uh, expect to see coming down your block, you know, it's kind of like the equivalent of when uh, Herbie across the street comes home uh, with a brand new Ford Lightning, you know, uh, or a brand new Silverado EV. People are going to gather around it. People are going to look at it. People are going to want to know more about it because it's new. It's exciting. It's it's something else, you know. It's something that they haven't seen before, haven't driven before, um, probably have uh, didn't maybe didn't even know about. But there's an allure, an attraction to the car, and all of a sudden the neighbors gather around, and some get snarky and jealous, and others appreciate it for what it is, and uh, and and several wanna go for a ride. So maybe we'll leave it. I don't know how that would work. Could we do something like that? Could we maybe go down to Shoreline Cars and Coffee? Huh, let me let me figure that one out. Maybe we could even set it up that we do a a broadcast from Shoreline Cars and Coffee and you can come down and uh, and who knows, maybe you can talk me into taking you for a ride around the parking lot. Anyway that's uh, that's what is uh, coming up this week. Lots of news in the automotive world this past week. The biggest news coming out, I think. Uh, I I don't know unless you consider that Genesis has put a price tag on their uh, new electric vehicle that's coming out, or that the uh, Tacoma Narrows bridge a experienced a toll reduction actually that is big news because when the heck is the last time you saw a a a bridge have the tolls taken off of it i know it's happened with uh you know bridges from time to time but now with the uh you know the whole toll booth automatic toll tolling it has um enabled municipalities and so on and so forth. What can you leave tolls on because you don't have the manpower or woman power or personnel power uh, problems that you did in the past. You don't have to have somebody out there 24/7. You just take a picture of their license plate and send it home, send it to their address, and collect your money. Or you know you encourage people to buy that little good to go pass that goes up in your windshield and or on your license plate, and you are good to go probably thinking that that's why they named it that. I may be wrong, but eh, who knows. Anyway, um so the top, and, and one other thing. Now, again, this is very big news around here, but not the scope of news nationally of our top story. But as of probably about let's see, it's 8:10, probably about 10 minutes ago, The quagmire that has been the Tacoma exchange of uh, I-5 from the port of Tacoma down to 16 going over to Gig Harbor into the peninsula there has, um, if everything has gone right, and I don't know that it has, but if everything has gone right, the construction is over. It is completed. Now, there are a good number of people who weren't born yet when they started construction down there. I remember when I first got to Seattle that I got stuck in a traffic jam down there, coming to Seattle. 22 years. I think it's 22 years they've been working on it. And to put you know, carpool lanes and, and HOV lanes and so on and so forth um, there so that your commute from places like Lacey and and Tumwater and Olympia up to either Seattle or even to, uh, you know, places now like Federal Way and, uh, you know, that whole area, Kent, the industrial area that's grown so much down there, it's changed from farmland to industry At the very least, it'll make your trip to Ikea a lot easier. And uh, that is reportedly open this morning and is moving and grooving. So uh, congratulations to the Washington State uh, Department of Transportation for getting that thing open. And hopefully that is going to cut a messy commute time off of that daily uh, hell that is going from anywhere below Tacoma to anywhere above Tacoma. And hopefully we'll spur some uh, some good things down there. Uh, I know one thing, it'll be easier to get to a Rainier's game. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's, I'm pretty sure that I have and, and several other people have at times avoided going to Rainier's games uh, because the trek to get down there was just, uh, you know, once you hit that Port of Tacoma, Federal Way area there, it was insane. It was always blocked, not to mention the number of accidents and lives lost and everything else because the lanes went this way, and then that this week they went that way, and this way and that way. Did you ever see a lane go this way and that? But that seems to be uh, over now, so congratulations to them. Congratulations to us as drivers who put up with extreme conditions down there. I there's a few little touches they got to put on it, but uh, hopefully it will work out as the engineers planned it, and that ride will be smooth sailing. And I think that, uh, you know, as, as much as we complain about the road work, uh, it's a necessary thing to get done. And uh, I will mention just for a second, I believe there were two or three, um, I forget, I don't have the list in front of me, uh, and I haven't been able to to actually find uh, a list, a physical list, but I remember just from news reports that there were a number of uh, washed out construction workers that were killed in putting that piece of road together. And uh, maybe uh, when you're driving over that thing or driving through it, uh, think of them and their families for a moment uh, and what they sacrificed to, uh, to help you get different places. We really don't think about uh, that enough, I think, in our, uh, our driving lives, the people that sacrificed their lives, uh, construction workers, tow truck drivers, policemen, uh firemen the people that when something catastrophic happens on the road uh they're the first ones to come and get you out of the car before it blows up they're the first ones to come and direct traffic around you they're the first ones to come and do what they can to aid and assist you even the you know the, the, the guys that drive those uh service um service trucks uh, that we see to run by the Wazdot, uh, you know several years ago when I first got here when I first started working at, uh, at KJR they um, there was a guy named uh, what was his name Charlie uh, Charlie Fiano the highway helper and he used to ride up and down Cairo used to used to have a truck that was just like those trucks and his job was to ride up and down the highways in the morning all of the different highways, get in traffic, and help people out. And the state took that over. Matter of fact, Charlie did his job so well, that he lost his job. But I always think of Charlie uh, when I when I see one of those trucks, because he was, for years and years and years, the highway helper. And he would, if you had a flat, if you ran out of gas, whatever was going wrong with your car, Charlie was the, was the kind of guy who would get out, and fix it unfortunately charlie passed on uh way 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 many years before uh he uh he should have and when you probably point to people who have helped motorists more than anybody else in this uh in this area charlie's name would have to come up and i always thought that i always thought that it would be a nice gesture by uh washington uh, by the Department of Transportation, wants that to name a piece of the highway for Charlie. Uh, you know, a lot of people probably don't remember him now uh, because, uh, I mean, he's been gone over 10, you know, 10, 15 years. But if you were stuck out there on a rainy morning and you were in the middle lane of traffic and Charlie came along with his lights flashing and his Cairo Highway Helper truck Believe you me, you remember Charlie Fiano for the rest of your life. So maybe that's a campaign that we can get on at some point to have them, uh, you know, name a piece of highway, especially, you know, down at Tacoma, um, for Charlie, or at least put a sign up or something uh, that remembers him. All right, the biggest story, I think, in automotive this week uh, has to be uh, the California ban on gasoline Passenger cars now take it easy It's not a ban on All gasoline cars believe me. I saw people on Facebook and they're you know just up in arms This is the end of freedom and this is this and this is that Calm down take it easy It is not a ban on freedom it is not a ban on uh, your right to get your car and drive wherever you want it is a shift in technology being mandated by a state where that is looking at any way possible to put the brakes on uh, a pending environmental disaster down there they are trying to figure out what can we do and this seems to be for the moment at least one of the one of the biggest things that they can do, the technology they are uh, abetting, I am sure, by a certain date that they have talked about, will be where it needs to be, so that this will work. Now the decision will take effect by twenty thirty five, and I think what it'll do more than anything else is get people to move into electric vehicles quicker than they might have otherwise because you won't be able to buy a brand-new gasoline-powered car after 2035. It prohibits the sale of new gasoline-powered cars by that date. It is uh, something that has been coming down the pipe. California will be, although I suspect that other governments, including uh, Washington's, will mandate this, and it will become the standard for the United States. Many things that the California Air Resources Board does, does become federal law. They were the first people who brought you the air pumps, the AIR pumps, that were put on exhaust systems to try to stop pollution if you look at a picture of Los Angeles in 1963 or 64 and look at a picture of Los Angeles today it's amazing uh, what kind of different stuff have been, has been taken out of the air that you breathe down there. The rule says that 100% of all new cars sold in California by 2035 be free of fossil fuel emissions that are that they say are chiefly responsible for warming the planet. Um, it sets interim targets requiring that 35% by 2026 produce zero emissions, 68% by 2030 so you're certainly going to have um, an opportunity to do this in stages. But as uh, the, the governor of California, Gavin Newsom, said, uh, the climate crisis, and I believe it, is solvable if we focus on big, bold steps to stem the tide of carbon pollution. And, and this seems to be something that can be done. Now, again, you are going to have people that are going to call you up and uh, call up and go on Facebook and call talk shows and say, how do they know? I heard one talk show saying, this is all a bunch of baloney, it's not getting warmer, it's not doing this. Look out your window. Drive down I-5 from here to Los Angeles. Look at Lake Mead. Look at Lake Powell. Something is not right. And if bright minds are saying that, look, this is causing this, I mean, at some point you got to believe something, right? You can't think everything is a conspiracy, you can't think that everything is a plot by the government to separate you from your dollars, your family, your drugs, your uh, land, your car, your bench, your toilet paper. You know, it's like everybody, you know, thinks that the government is trying. And listen, the government can be inept at times. We know that. But this is something that, that's got to be, this is the moonshot, man. This is the, I mean, we're going to the moon. Uh, you know, we're going to launch a rocket on Monday that's going to see if we can go back to the moon. Let me tell you something. Before we start polluting the moon, maybe we ought to start polluting, or stop polluting the earth. And listen, I'm a car guy. I love the sound of an internal combustion engine. I love the sound of, uh, of, of you know, tools clicking in a garage. I love the sound of a well-tuned motor. It's it's romantic to me. It's in my blood. I feel it. I'm one of those guys that you know. I, I put my finger on a valve cover, and I can feel something not right with the engine. I love pulling apart cars and putting them back together. I love all of that, but I also love breathing. I love drinking water, and I love and coming to the realization that we need to we need to do something. The law is going to invest $370 billion in spending and tax credits on clean energy programs. That's uh, the new climate law that the president has signed into effect. Uh, new regulations also in that bill on uh, automobile tailpipe emissions that they want to um, re- encourage states to come up with, you know, there's only so much the federal government can do. The states have to do it. Um, it is, it, it is going to be one of, if not the most stringent law in the country. And it could, it is expected to take a big bite out of uh, emissions of carbon dioxide, which is killing us. They say that at least 12 other states could adopt this uh, zero emissions vehicle mandate next year. So you'll have about one-third of the United States auto market. Yes, there will be challenging goals to meet. But again, this is as important as a cure for cancer. This is as important as a moonshot. This is as important as just about anything that can happen because we are literally choking ourselves. And I believe that to be true. I think we look at a a very different environment and atmosphere around this earth than we did a hundred years ago. And we're not the only ones doing this. Canada, Britain, uh, other European countries are setting similar goals. They want to get rid of gasoline-powered cars. So, I wish them a lot of luck with this. I know there are going to be the naysayers. I know there are people that are going to say, this is all just a bunch of governmental bull. But when you have people that die of lung cancer and they've never smoked a cigarette in their lives, something's wrong. And I'm not putting all the blame on cars. That would be foolish. But it's one area that we can look at and we can say we can do something about this. We have the ways and the means and the opportunity to do something about it. And not just sit on our uh, asses and, you know, watch the problem get worse and leave it to another generation we uh can be the ones that get it going and so i'm uh you know extremely excited about it i not like other um uh, you know a lot of car people have you know poo-pooed this and said oh this is you know bunch of hogwash and you know come up with every kind of excuse i embrace the electric car i think it's uh it's an innovative area where people uh, where there is going to be a whole new I, I think we're in the middle of an industrial revolution like we saw at the end of the uh, uh 1800s into the 1900s where there were so many different companies and so many people in so many different innovative people who were out there trying to come up with ideas and in many cases putting those ideas to use and saying hey you know what we can we can tackle this problem so Of course, the Attorney Generals of 17 Republican-led states have sued to revoke the California waiver, which would undo the new policy. Uh, They'll go in and say that the uh, policy is unfair, it's unique. Um, By the way, British Columbia has a similar mandate that they've had been working through for a long time, and in future shows, we'll get somebody on from British Columbia to talk about uh, what's going on up there with this, but uh, the bottom line is is that you have to do something, and maybe, I don't know, maybe this isn't the total answer, but you have to do something. So I applaud I applaud California for doing this. I suspect that there will be extensions to this 2035 goal because you have to come out. You have to find the Volkswagen of electric cars. You have to find the people's car, the electric car that will be affordable will get you the average person to leave their gasoline-powered vehicle by the wayside and get into this electric vehicle. That is going to be the challenge for automakers. Right now, uh, you know, everybody saying, well, these cars are too expensive. Yeah, because they're building high-dollar cars to make big profits. But I think that all of the manufacturers know that The way this becomes reality is by developing vehicles for the masses. Henry Ford looked at, you know, his uh, guys building Fords in Dearborn and knew that you couldn't only sell cars to rich people and make money, that you had to come up with a car that was built in order to satisfy the average person, that the average person could afford, buy, maintain, use to go to work and on a picnic to the country, and that's what sent us, uh, turned us into a nation on wheels. And you have the same thing now with the electric cars. Uh, they're expensive. The prices are coming down, but they're still. You're not going to find one for. A decent one for under forty grand. Uh, the government subsidizes them. The car companies subsidize them because they want to get them out there. But in ten years, you're probably going to be able to go into a automotive showroom, or you're probably going to go online and order a vehicle uh, that will be in line with what you would pay for a vehicle now for a family vehicle. You know 30 grand or whatever 30 grand to adjust to you know right now uh, people are infatuated with trucks people are infatuated with uh, SUVs I think that that will change as we move through uh, this uh, this incredible time of automotive uh, engineering and discovery so that's the I, that's the major story this week in the automotive world. It's the one that has everybody buzzing. It's the one that everybody is voicing an opinion on. It's the story that uh, is going to affect all of us because as California goes, goes so goes the nation. I'm sure that we will have um, more stringent laws. And by the way, I would never be for a law that would completely ban gasoline vehicles. I don't think that there should be a lot of sense. If you have a 69 Chevrolet SS 396, that you should have to get rid of that car. I don't, I don't think that that is... And I don't think that's the intention of what they're trying to do either. I still think that there are going to be car shows. I still think that those types of things are still going to happen. But they're going to be looked at as a collector's item and not a transportation piece. Matter of fact, if you got a 69 SS396, it probably is right now looked at in that particular uh, manner. So keep your eye on that because I think that is a... uh, That is a a story that is going to do no more than get more intense. And besides, you know, the nation did need something to divide it a little bit more. So you'll have the gasoline car people here and the non-gasoline car people here. And again, let me say one more thing before we move on to another topic. Electric may not be the final... One thing that we are going to have to get used to as car people is several different types of motivation for these cars. You're going to have some fossil fuel for maybe over-the-road trucks. Uh, You will have maybe hydrogen uh, for other certain applications. Uh, Liquid natural gas will be used in some applications, mostly industrial. And electric will be your passenger car, at least for the foreseeable future. You may have a situation in the future where you say, well, I want to take a trip across country. And you go to your um, auto dealer, and you say, I'm looking to take a trip across country, and they'll put you in a car that can make a trip across country, maybe powered by who knows what. There'll be, there'll be different and unique modes to power vehicles um, for specific purposes. I mean, we see that to some degree already, but I think it's, uh, uh, you know, I think that you will at some point, the motor, the, the fuel, what powers the car Will fit the situation. It will not be a one size fits all type of uh, situation anymore, and there will be lots of people making lots of money, figuring that out and selling you or leasing you or renting you, or f- seeing you are able to acquire the proper car for your situation. I believe Audi and. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think maybe Volvo has already talked about, uh, or already have, uh, a subscription service where you can lease a car for a certain time, and if you need a different car, you can go to the dealer and change and get a different car that suits the need of that car, for if you're taking a trip to go here, a trip to go there, and change the cars. That sound like a bad idea to me. All right. Enough on that. Uh, Form your opinions and go to the uh, go to the right. The uh, well, I guess it is time for Nathan to chime in because we always like to hear from Nathan and see what he is up to. Nathan, good morning. How are you?
1: Hey, Vinny, I'm doing great. And finally had that moment of the 30 days of being able to wash my car for the first time after getting the paint job done and all the repairs.
0: And, and my friend, how did that feel?
1: Oh, it felt so great. It's like actually kind of ironic, though, because right after I washed my car, this was on Wednesday. And after that, like literally right once I finished washing my car, I get this email saying, hey, just a reminder that it's uh, free uh, car wash day at Brown Bear tomorrow. And I was like, oh, I mean, I could have <laughs> taken it to the Brown Bear, but, you know, nothing beats uh, taking yeah, like a sponge and to brush that. to your car and hand-washing it yourself.
0: Yeah, I, I I mean, I love Brown Bear. They're, they're probably the best car wash um, around. But if I just have my car taken out of the body shop, um, I'm hand-washing it. You know, I'm, I'm running my – you know, I'm putting very good soap on it, very good, you know, I'm, I'm finding the best stuff and putting that on the car, washing it by hand. I don't want brush marks. I don't want uh, anything. I want a, a, a touchless, brushless, uh, you know, um, I'm making sure that the towel or the chamois I use is freshly washed, that there's no particles in it, you know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, it, it's almost like you're going in the, the hospital for an operation, and you want to make sure that everything is clean in the right. operating room you know <laughs> it's yeah if you are a car nut that's kind of how you i mean you used to see when i used to wash my corvette man i mean it was you know i would spray down the area that i'm going to wash it in and get the hose out and in the water had to be the right temperature and i had to have the right soap and i had to have you know the the, the special sponge uh and and I, I hate to admit this but i will I used, like, a sponge once and I threw it away, Uh, you know, because I just didn't want particles to get in the sponge and then we put them on Mm -hmm. the finish of the car. So I was a little fanatic around that. Uh, But uh, that Corvette never saw the inside of a a Brown Bear car wash. Many of my cars have, as I say. I think it's a great, uh, you know, they are a great car wash, but uh, when you uh, when you just pull your car out of the body shop, I think you got to give it the uh, the hand wash.
1: And it's not like I need to go to Brown Bear on the free car wash day anyway, because where I take my car for a service, once I bring it into an appointment or that leaves the shop, they give me a voucher for Brown Bear, and I have a few of those coupons stockpiled up. So basically, any day so can pretty right, much be it's free it's car wash it's day it's for me. <laughs> What was that?
0: I mean, I don't know. I said you're living large, man. You have uh, uh, brown bear vouchers. You got a newly painted car. Uh, you're uh, you're an uncle and uh, grandfather to like 11 kids. Um, I, I, it's good to be Nathan,
1: huh? Yeah, I, it's a good life. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you're tall. You can see you in a
1: <laughs> I wouldn't call that a necessarily a good thing, though. I mean... Maybe if I had a helmet, I could wear around all the time. Dude,
0: I would rather be tall than you know experience life having to look over somebody's head all the time. Let me just say, as a short guy, I can tell you that life is a lot better when you can see stuff. But I could understand. I guess if you go to a concert, you always got people telling you to sit down, even though you're sitting down, right? Yeah, exactly. Can't get front row there. That could be that could be tedious after a while. You know, That might I, I could see a situation where you would turn around and just get into a, a bit of an argument with somebody over that.
1: And also, if you're up close, you get all the crowd surfers that keep kicking the back of your head as they're surfing around the crowd.
0: Yeah, that's always that's. Always, and has that happened to you?
1: A few times.
0: Wow. Yeah, maybe you should get a helmet. Maybe we should get you a helmet. Maybe that's what we'll all chip in. All of our listeners will chip in for Christmas and get you a helmet so you can go to a concert.
1: I just remember when I worked at Papa Murphy's, they had uh, some special flags that were put into the low-hanging shelves in the back of the house where I worked uh, just because of me constantly hitting my head on them.
0: Wow. So they uh, did. was that like something... With a flag solid, I mean, did you hit? Did you hurt yourself, or was it just like a cloth flag? Or something? Uh,
1: it was just like padding and stuff like that, like bright red padding, so you could easily see uh, it. And around the uh, corner, so if I did hit my head on it, you know, it'd be padded. Yeah, so so
0: they called it Nathanizing, I guess. Huh? Yes,
1: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you got a baby proof your house, and you got uh, got a Na- uh, Nathan proof your house.
0: You see, I mean, you know, it's uh, every every. Uh, Every situation has its pros and its cons, right? Exactly. I'll still go with the tall over the short, though, man. Uh, you know, but I'm I'm sure that you would probably go. Now, you would stick with tall, right? You would. If if, if I could wave a magic wand, you would want to be shorter, would
1: you? Yeah, well, wouldn't it be worth trying? I mean, I would give it a shot. Ah, uh, right, well. Maybe I can donate you some of my leg length and let you be taller, and then I can be, what was that movie where, like, Two people swap bodies for a day?
0: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well yeah, I mean that would be uh that'd be kinda cool. Who, who would uh but Nathan, you would I mean why would you change anything? You're a tall, handsome, good looking man. Uh you know, I'm sure that uh that you know, you, you stand out in a crowd. Why would you not want that?
1: I'll keep it. I'm used to it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I bet you will. Uh, all right, Nathan, do you have a question that you would like to ask me this fine? Um, what is this, a Saturday morning? Yo, Vinny, what are you driving this week? Oh, Nathan, I thought you'd never ask. Uh, well, I, thought, I thought I'd thought i never let you ask me, actually. Uh, but what am I driving this week? Oh, am I driving a, uh, a beauty, man? I'm driving a 2022 Infiniti QX60 Sensory all-wheel drive now this is the uh, second infinity I've driven in the last few months uh, infinity uh, SUV and I you know I, I like these cars uh, the infinity has um, much improved I think over the last um, I don't know couple of years it's uh, it's not a uh, it's not a uh, bond burner. I mean, it's a 295 horsepower uh, V6 with a nine speed automatic. But just having a nine speed automatic to me puts it in a great class because I'm not, uh, you know, I- I'm not a fan of that, that drive by string transmission uh, that they put in a lot of these cars. It, it is a-, a car that is stylish from the outside, looks good, uh, it's attractive which, you know, a car pretty much has to be these days if you want to sell them, and it has all of the uh, accoutrements that we are becoming used to in a luxury car, a hill start assist, front and rear parking sensors. It's a station wagon. I mean, I'm not going to take the QX60 all-wheel drive uh, on a big off-road track or anything and put it through its paces like the Silverado or something like that, but If I'm stuck in a snowstorm, it's probably going to be enough to get me out of uh, the situation uh, that I'm in with the right tires. It uh, is chock full of electronic stuff. I mean, you have uh, the infotainment system, uh, you know, a large screen, comfortable seats with um, uh, heated and cooled with... Uh, faux leather that is actually feels very nice. Uh, the seats are supportive and comfortable, which is something that you want in a vehicle like this. And it has the stuff, um, you know, uh, they, their system that hooks everything together is called ProPilot. So what ProPILOT does is it gives you the speed limit. It tells you, know, when you're going over the speed limit, it has a speed limit assist on it. You can adjust it by route. Uh, it has the intelligent cruise control, which I've come to love in traffic. You know, uh, with apologies to Ron Popeil, you can set it and forget it. Uh, Apple CarPlay in this thing, front collision warning. So all of the safety stuff is there I haven't had a, a much of a chance to take it on the back roads yet we'll uh, do that we'll take it up to the Joe Rachichi Memorial Auto Test Course uh, a little bit uh, later today I'm looking at and getting it out there and getting it uh, putting it through some of its paces but driving around town very comfortable uh, good brakes which is something that you need on a car. Uh, when a car has bad brakes, it always leads to uncertain moments, which leads to stress, which is not a good thing. Gets 22 miles per gallon, uh, according to the EPA. 20 in the city, 25 in the highway, and so far those figures uh, seem to be true. It falls about in the middle of the fuel economy and greenhouse gas ratings, uh, with a five. Uh, and a smog rating of a five as well and it's got illuminated kick plates in case you you know can't find your way to your car you can illuminate them up and they'll tell you exactly exactly where you're going i mean the whole thing now with the illuminated you know the, the, the logo on the on the ground in front of you i don't know can you not tell what kind of car you're driving? Or maybe some of them look so much alike that you need something like that. Anyway, 60745 bucks as it sits. We'll have a full review of it uh, on an upcoming drive time. But so far, so good with the 2022 Infiniti QX60 Sensory All-Wheel Drive. All right, let's get to our cartoon because time as she is rolling. And, you know, we have done a number of songs all of the songs about car drivers we even did a song a few weeks ago about traffic lights about people driving cars about the emotions they have around their car but we haven't done or there hasn't been written too many songs about the passenger in the car the person who makes that drive either worked it or not worked it well i found the solution to that a little earlier this week from um, a guy who uh, many of us probably know in one form of another he is the godfather of punk his name is James Newell Osterberg jr. but you know him as Iggy Pop and his uh, his song dedicated to the passenger <laughs> There you go, a song about the passenger. I love the line in that. Uh, He goes through life uh, under glass. So he's, uh, uh, and as I said, we often write songs, uh, uh, not write songs, but play songs about uh, people who are driving cars. Uh, This one is uh, a tribute to uh, the people who ride in that passenger seat, our shotgun people who ride next to us. Uh, Interesting, uh, by the way, that was Iggy Pop. Uh, of course, of Iggy Pop and the Stooges, Iggy and the Stooges of punk fame, and uh, has had a great long career. You know, it's interesting, there's such a great tie to uh, Iggy Pop in the comedy world as well. I guess when they were forming the band, and they're out of Detroit, uh, when they were starting to put the band together, they wanted to call themselves the Stooges. So they got, uh, Ron Ashton somehow got Mo Howard's phone number and called him up and said, is it okay if we call the band the Stooges? Uh, to which Mo Howard uh, got on and said, I don't care what they call themselves as long as they're not the Three Stooges. And hung up the phone. And then later... Um, Iggy Pop recorded with uh, Hunt and Tony Sales, who uh, are the sons of the late, great comedy icon Soupy Sales, so a lot of um, interesting intertwining of comedy and music with um, Iggy Pop, James Williams, and the Stooges, and so on and so forth. That is our cartoon of the uh, morning, our Saturday morning cartoon, brought to you in the hopes that you will um, put cars and music together. All right, uh, time now to uh, take a look at our Drive Time Radio Road Test. The Drive Time Radio Road Test. Every week Vinny puts another car through its paces and lets you know the good, the bad, and the ugly. Well, I'll tell you what, man. You know, it is very rarely in this life that I get surprised, shocked, blown out of my shoes about a car, I mean, it just doesn't happen, you read about them and you uh, go to uh, press previews and you look online and, I mean, just, you, you know, just there's not a lot that shocks you about cars, but I have to tell you, this week, I was in shock with the 2023 Mitsubishi Outlander. Now, I know that the uh, Outlander, over the last um, few years, Mitsubishi has had their problems, but they cut a deal with Nissan, where they're using a lot of Nissan components from the Rogue in this vehicle now, and I am here to tell you that they have massively improved this vehicle. Uh, Matter of fact, I, I liken the improvement to the Mitsubishi Outlander, told the difference between buying a uh, 2005 Kia and a 2023 Kia. If you remember when Kia first came to this country, they were not good cars. They were flimsy. They were, you know, they just didn't, they didn't cut it. They were like Daewoo's. They were were like these cars that uh, were, the only thing you could really say about it is it put you in a car. At a low price, but that was the and and from that, they went to this car. This this car now that is a luxury car, for all intents and purposes, a really well made, well done car. Well, Mitsubishi has turned that corner with the Outlander. When you look at midsize SUVs, the styling is unique. The front of it is it, there's nothing else driving around like it out there. Um, it uh it, it's so amazing too as to um the looks that this car gets you look at it people look at it it's uh, a three-row suv although the third row is a little tough but look at the interior in this car when you sit in this car when you get in this car i mean you used to get in the mitsubishi and the seats were seemed like they were off and now you look at this car and the materials are done Beautifully diamond tufted in the interior, uh, nice uh, leather accents, a a large screen for your infotainment system, an easy-to-use infotainment system, a good screen in front of you to give you all the driver information that you need. Comfortable seats, has more room in it than I think anything in its class. It is really, and it has a CVT that I actually like it actually works real well it's got a base price of twenty eight thousand bucks it is um, a spectacular vehicle congratulations Mitsubishi you hit it with this one and hit it well Um, uh, again the one I tested uh, clocked in at about 40 grand if I'm not mistaken